Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes in radio as we try to slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. Uh, a lot of coronavirus. Uh, conversations going on, as you just heard uh, Nick Wyatt report that uh, uh, news out of the tri-state area, New York, uh, people from Utah who go there will have to be quarantined, that you'll have to quarantine uh, as you go in there. So this is uh, entering into a really interesting phase uh, as we look at where we are uh, as far as the coronavirus goes. There's a lot of uncertainty. We talked about this yesterday, the uncertainty uh, is a real challenge because when citizens hesitate, when they vacillate back and forth, when they aren't sure what to do, uh, they're not going to do the hard things that we need to do. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that throughout the course of the program today in terms of what does that mean? What is the uh, certain trumpet uh, of leadership? What does that mean? How do we get those messages through? Uh, Utah has clearly shown that we can do the hard thing. Uh, fascinating that Utah was one of the few states that didn't have to declare a lockdown or a shelter in place. And yet we did it. We we bent the curve because there was very clear directives in terms of what we needed to do as a people uh, now we've got a lot of confusion between red to orange to green to to uh, safe green and, and a host of other things in between. Uh, mass, no mass, social distance, small gathering, large gathering. Uh, it's sort of uh, zero to 60 in 2.4 seconds. And we've gone from, you know, shelter, stay at home, stay safe uh, to business as usual. And uh, we, we need to take a look at it. There's a lot of challenges going on out there. There's a lot of uncertainty going on. Again, uh, st some states are starting to make uh, proclamations that if you are traveling from a certain state uh, that has a high rate of infection or is increasing, uh, that you're going to have to quarantine if you fly into that state. Uh, does that become a state-to-state -state battle? What's the role of the federal government in that? Uh, how do we navigate it all? Uh, a lot of confusion out there, so we're going to continue to watch that. Uh, we have noted, uh, was noted during the last program, uh, with Dave and Debbie that uh, there is a uh, update, a coronavirus update scheduled for 4 p.m. today. Uh, no one seems to be quite sure of what that will be or how that will play out, uh, but it is on the schedule. The task force says it will happen unless something else happens. 
so they're they're just watching and, and monitoring that. We'll keep you up to date here on KSL News Radio as we go through the day today. And again, that's just five hours away. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go, what the requests are coming out of that. One of the interesting things to me in looking at all of this is is really what's happening uh, with the perception around the country and around the state for that matter. And many people uh, are deeply concerned that we really aren't uh, to the end of all of this. Uh, new data shows that uh, 65% of Americans uh, are still worried that the worst of the coronavirus is yet to come. And uh, that's concerning in and of itself. And uh, so we've got to figure out where that all fits and where that all goes. Uh, but that's a uh, one thing we're going to continue to monitor here is uh, what happens in terms of uh, mass wearing in the state. Uh, are people just tired? Are we fatigued? Have we become indifferent? Uh, where are we? Is it just because it's summer and now we feel like it just, you know, we can go out and go? Uh, how do we keep the economy rolling is the other question. And so there's a lot of unanswered questions. And uh, we need some uh, leadership to make some declarations in terms of here's where we are, here's where we need to go, and here's the path. And uh, so we're, we're going to watch that and uh, explore that as we go throughout the uh, the day today, throughout the program. Uh, also interesting in the kind of the other areas of unrest across the country, particularly as it relates to law enforcement, uh, we have been uh, critical of uh, both political parties and both houses of Congress uh, for the way they are approaching changes to law enforcement. And uh, we just uh, saw that take place in the United States Senate, where the uh, Democrats uh, prevented the Republican bill sponsored by uh, Tim Scott, uh, African-American from South Carolina, his bill. Uh, that will alter some of the things in terms of uh, police uh, policing uh, from a national level, from the federal level. And the Democrats in the Senate have blocked that. So what they have done is they have blocked the ability to get onto the bill. Uh, so right as of right now, there's, there's no debate, there's no amendments, there's no votes. Uh, it's just dead in the water. They are not on the bill. Uh, we expect the House to vote later on today, and uh, the Democrats, of course, have the House bill. And it will be interesting to see if they have enough votes to get it across the line. I think they probably do, uh, but it will be close in the House, and then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, to me, this is the the real challenge. Uh, let, let's start first um, with just a little bit from uh, Cory Booker, a senator from New Jersey, New Jersey former uh, presidential candidate. And he was very critical of the Republican bill in the Senate uh, earlier today. Uh, in fact, he said this. It does not in any way even serve as a starting point or even a baseline for negotiations. All right. Uh, so he just dismissed it out of hand, said we can't even start here. Uh, and I think that's a, a little off. Uh, and I like Cory Booker. Uh, disagree with him on a host of things, uh, although he and uh, Senator Mike Lee, senior senator from Utah, uh, they did yeoman's work together on criminal justice reform that was passed late last year. Uh, so there, there is some real opportunity there. And so it's surprising to me that he was so dismissive that we can't even start negotiating because my understanding and reading of both what is in the Senate bill and what is in the House bill, there's a lot that everybody agrees on. 
but we're worried about the political points and who gets credit for what, and they don't want so-and-so to get credit for something because they're in a tight re-elect in Montana or wherever. Uh, Colorado is another one they're worried about. Uh, and so there's a, a lot of that just political shenanigans. Uh, that's the word of the day today, by the way, shenanigans. Uh, there's a lot of that going on, and unfortunately it's preventing us from having the conversations that we need to have, not just about law enforcement, but about uh, our history. We're going to talk about that with uh, Christian Sagers coming up here at 1135. Uh, we'll talk about the policing uh, components. We've got uh, our candidates continuing to come in. Kim Coleman will join us uh, coming up here at 1120. And uh, there's a lot of things that we need to get to and and talk about, uh, but yet we don't seem willing to engage in the conversation, either about our past, about our present. And guess what, folks? That prevents us from having a serious conversation about our future. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from uh, George W. Bush. This was de- this was delivered, think about this. This was delivered back in July of 2000. July of 2000, uh, George W. Bush at the NAACP annual convention. And I think he paints something that I think we all need to be thinking about. For our nation, there is no denying the truth that slavery is a blight on our history. And that racism, despite all the progress, still exists today. Recognizing and confronting our history is important. Transcending our history is essential. We're not limited by what we have done or what we have left undone. We are limited only by what we're willing to do. And that's the former President uh, George W. Bush back in 2000. Uh, and we're going to have a serious conversation throughout the day tomorrow on KSL News Radio. We're going to talk about race relations and how do we do that. But I love the fact that uh, George W. Bush said we can transcend our history. We are not limited by what we have done or have left undone, but only by what we are willing to do. Uh, today on the floor of the Senate, I think the Democrats got it wrong uh, in terms of not even being willing to debate and amend and vote. Uh, on a bill around criminal justice, or excuse me, around uh, police and uh, law enforcement reform. Uh, We have to do that. We have to have those conversations, and we're going to continue to do that here. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, as I mentioned, our final candidate on the 4th Congressional District for the Republicans, Kim Coleman, will join us next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.